house and works at Desire to Inspire Studios. Um, thank you, Eric, for being here. Do you introduce yourself to the audience? Yeah, thank you guys for having me, first of all. I really appreciate it. When you hit me up on DMs, I was like, wow, this is cool. First time being on the other side of uh, the interview. So blessed to be here. Thank you, both of you guys. Um, like I, she said, my name is Eric Garcia. I'm with Desire to Inspire Studios Foundation, and I'm also host of Powerhouse Podcast. So thank you guys for having me. Thank you for being here. I know that you've been following Tay for quite some time and we've seen a little bit and our goal is to bring guests on the show that are in the community making a difference or, um, you know, something that can help the youth and inspire the youth. And so definitely we had to have you on the show. But before we get into and get to learn more about the things that you're doing, we do this thing on the show as an icebreaker question. And our icebreaker question for today is, what is your favorite thing to do when it's raining? Uh, do you want to start or Kim? I can go ahead. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Um, favorite thing to do while it's raining is drive. I know it's a little bit dangerous and okay, a little bit okay. sketchy, but I do like to drive in the rain. It's just really peaceful. Throw a podcast on, kind of go a little faster than normal because it just feels so good and when it's rainy and it's cold out, it just there's nothing like it. So I like to drive. Oh, okay. Um, I do not like driving. <laughs> I try to avoid it as best I can. Um, for the last like week that it has been raining, I have been staying home except like when I need to go out, and that's about it. But my favorite thing to do when it's raining is probably just sleeping and like watching Netflix, just like. The chill, like cozy type of situations. So, yeah. Well, I do a little bit of both. <laughs> I love the rain. I think it's so pretty. I know a lot of people tell me it's like, ew, it's not, it's not a good mood. But I really do enjoy the slowing down. I think the rain makes you slow down a little bit. Right. From I'm at least I'm a very like everywhere person, so that rain just kind of reminds me hey slow down yeah i feel that and and restart um thank you both for your answers um so now we're gonna get into getting to know a little bit more about you i know i've seen a little bit on your stories on on your personal account on instagram but i we want to start off with um the first question and it kind of can lead us to wherever it's going to lead us and is are you in college Yes, I am currently studying economics at San Francisco State University. Oh, I okay. transferred there last semester, which is funny because I've been to like four different schools in the past four years. So I went to Sacramento State in 2019 as a freshman and then COVID hit. I came back home and I didn't want to pay for the online, you know, Zoom for the first year at least. Um, I think they were charging me a lot for that. And so I didn't think it was worth it. So I came back home and I went to College of Marin for about two semesters or like a semester and a half, uh, dropped out of there because I just didn't like the professors. I didn't really like what I was studying. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And then I went to Santa Rosa Junior College, uh, okay, traveled okay. up there, played some soccer up there, met a lot of people, made a lot of friendships, which is really cool. Traveled with the team, which is really fun. Um, it was a lot of hard work, but then that hard work kind of helped me transfer to San Francisco State where I decided I want to do economics because I really like not the math, but the numbers and the money and all that. And then last semester, I transferred there, which was a pretty new experience. But that's uh, that's where I'm at right now. Interesting. What what made you want to get into economics? Like, what was the spark of that? I would say that just the way the logic and it makes sense, right? So being able to see kind of what the money, essentially what the money does with with companies like 
seeing how profits work, how costs work, how the difference between, you know, like your marginal costs and your marginal revenues and how your price takes into account, you know, all those, all those little things. I never really understood how they worked. I was never really financially literate, especially as a kid. I just never was taught those things. Mm -hmm. So I, one of my friends in high school told me that his dad wished that he studied economics and he was like a pretty rich guy. And so I was like, hmm, like that's pretty decent advice. And I kind of never realized what I wanted to do. But when I went to Sacramento State, I had this really interesting, I would say, professor who just was really loud, really energetic, really enthusiastic. And he just made me fall in love with economics. I think I started his class and I was like not doing too well. And then I finished the class with an A just because he was so interesting and engaging. And the way he talked about econ was like, it was just different. It was, I don't know if you guys are familiar. Uh, did you go to TL? No, no. she went to TL. I went to you went Oh, to TL. I went. No, I didn't go. Do you know Miss Coyne? Yeah. Yeah. So Miss Coyne is a teacher kind of like that. Where mm, she makes, oh, okay, okay. You know, she makes econ fun. And so uh, nowadays it's not so fun, but econ is something that is just valuable with whatever you do. You're always going to have to kind of know about money and how money works. At least that's how our world works. And so that's that's why I chose econ. And, that, and that's an interesting thing. I love business economics. That's a language that I love. Um, but mainly because at school they don't teach us that. And like you said, it's something that you need in life. Mm -hmm. Like everybody is, you're going to have, money's going to go through your hands, yeah. whether you like it or not. Right. You got to pay rent. You got to do all of this stuff. So knowing those stuff, um, financially, would you say financially? Literate. Yeah, that's yeah. the word. Yeah. You know that it's a lot easier for you to do certain things. Yeah. Just that knowledge. One thing I heard, a famous guy named Jim Ron, he talks about, how like whatever it is you want to do, you got to study it. And mm -hmm. one thing for me is I want to be successful. And part of that for me is at least being financially free. Like mm -hmm. I don't need to be like completely wealthy, but I also I have big dreams. And I have big goals. And so part of that is learning about money, mm -hmm. what it is and, and self-educating. I believe self-education is really important. And I don't think a lot of people do that nowadays. So I, like I told myself, I don't, and this is just me being completely honest. I don't really like school at all. I never really liked school. I just kind of did it because my mom, single mother, kind of raised me here as an immigrant. And so from what I learned, she just told me, get by school, get good grades and be a good kid. That's all you got to do. Mm -hmm. And me growing up with that mindset, I'm like, oh, okay, I don't really need to know school. I don't need to love it, but I just need to get by it. And that's kind of the problem I see nowadays. A lot of kids aren't really happy going to school. They're more happy leaving mm -hmm. school, which is a big problem because when you think about it, you should be happy going to school and learning. And so mm -hmm. that's what the reason I chose econ is because, well, I, I would love to have a lot of money. So might as well study how to make money or at least how it works. Mm -hmm. Well, that's uh, especially at your age, having that mindset of learning about money and um, uh, self-education yeah. is, a, is a very important part at least from my perspective i grew up that way mm -hmm. um my family is a very entrepreneurial fa family nice. so i grew up um not just studying school books but i was taught to read um books like think and grow rich nice. or rich dad poor dad nice. uh, yeah. which i think you might understand those the language yeah. and um i grew up learning so much about that that for me i didn't go to college mm. But at your age, uh, I've noticed a lot of students uh, that struggle with that. You're taught with go to school, get a good grade, get a good degree, mm -hmm. and then continue life. And then eventually you'll get married, have kids. The cycle continues, work, home, work, home, work, home. Um, but the fact that you have that at a, your age, how old are you? 
I'm 21. 21. Yeah. It's a it's a great start. And in, and you have your podcast and you talk a lot about that. Yeah. So that to me is a great combination because then you can teach, um, not teach, but you can inspire other youth yeah. to learn more about how to be financially smart, mm -hmm. which is something that we're not taught, which is why a lot of people struggle financially in, in life. I Do you want to add something? Definitely agree. I totally agree with what you're doing. And I... I honestly haven't really watched your podcast. I've only seen like one just because <laughs> okay. I know someone who was on it. Mm -hmm. And who, who was that? Uh, it was just Maddie G. Maddie G Fitness. <laughs> Shout out Maddie G for watching <laughs> Yeah. And I just saw that, but um, I should look at your other ones because yeah. I'm 17 and I think I want to be financially free when I'm older, as you said, not wealthy, yeah. but just like have that freedom of like okay i can do this but like also love my job and like whatever i'm doing definitely i recommend if you want to watch one um do the watch the one with my mom i interviewed her when, last summer when i was in hawaii she's a self-made woman uh, amazing person love you mom shout out you and uh we we go into her business because she's like i said an entrepreneur making six plus figures so she's she's done it all so you should definitely watch that one okay i will see that yeah. <laughs> um so you're going to college right now. What had got you into the work that you're doing? I don't know what came first, your podcast or the Desire to Inspire Studios? Yeah, so Desire to Inspire Studios came after the podcast. Okay. Um, I started working on the podcast probably exactly a year ago. So I started dropping in, Jan in February, basically, so a little less than a year ago. And it started just by me wanting more than life i was an athlete like i said to you guys um i met a lot of people and i you know traveled a lot and it was really fun to do those things but i kind of knew at a certain point i wasn't going to be a pro i kind of wanted to i wasn't trying to achieve that mm -hmm. but then i realized that there's a lot of kids out there that were just as old as me that were just as good as me but they started training and doing the things that i started to do like four years before me. So when I was a senior training as hard as I could, or I was actually like 19 in 2020, um, there were people that were like doing what I was starting to do four years before me. So naturally, if someone starts doing something four years ahead of you, they're going to be where you are a lot faster than you. Mm -hmm. And so there was no way for me to catch up. At least like that's kind of how I saw it. Um, it's not really like an optimistic view on it, but I kind of, what I like, again, I, I really love economics. And so what, what it is, is optimal quitting. If you quit at the right time, you can kind of catch something else at a better time and, and maximize your, your profit, mm -hmm. so to speak. And so what that was for me was podcasting. And I believe we were coming back, me and my family, uh, we went to Tahoe and I was doing like some preseason training up there and we were doing like a little vacation and I was coming back and I passed Sacramento state where I, where I dropped dropped out or were left essentially and i was like i really like something struck a chord within me i was like wow like sac state like I, this was such a bad time in my life it was like really lonely lots of stuff that i shouldn't have been doing out there i was doing uh it was like my first year of college and i noticed a lot of latinos struggle with that first year away from their family because mm -hmm. they're not used to that sort of culture like where here in america a lot of their a lot of the um white people they just kind of leave their families and go to college right away like they go across the country uh i went across the 80 you know, to sacramento and <laughs> it was tough and when i came back from tahoe i was like listening to a podcast and then i was like why can't this be me like i had such like a eye-opening moment and i was like i could probably do something like this and so i started watching a ton of videos on how to start a podcast 
And what I realized, uh, the three main things of, of starting a podcast is the pre-production phase, the production phase, and then the post-production. I'm sure you guys probably know because you guys got your setup here and I'm really a fan of it. The pre-production is really hard because you've got to establish your mission, your vision, and your values. Once you mm -hmm. kind of know those things, that's kind of your brand identity. Then you go into, okay, what is this going to be about? Am I going to be interviewing people like we are? Am I going to be, you know, doing news stuff? Am I going to be just solo with the camera? Um, and then once you figure that out, you go into, okay, well, now I got to invest some money in some gear. I see you guys have a really nice custom-made table, which I'm a really, I'm a fan of it. Uh, I'm almost debating dropping some right now and getting one for <laughs> myself because it's really nice. And so that's what you kind of have to do for the, those of you guys watching out there. You have to drop a lot of money or at least invest a lot of money. It, it seems like a lot, like a, a commitment at the time. But what you're doing is you're investing yourself, you're investing in your future. And that payout on the other side, you don't see it right away. It's like you're kind of driving at night with your headlights on. You just kind of could see like 30 feet in front of you, but it will pay out. And so a lot of investing from my income came from like that, the podcast. Then you got the set design, right? Like what do you want it to look like? The gear. And then the production phase, at least for me, was pretty easy because I've always liked writing and talking. And so the post-production was my favorite part, even though it was the most difficult, I would say, is like, okay, now how do you edit these things? How do I learn Premiere Pro on Adobe? How do I learn Adobe Photoshop to make a logo for my podcast? How do I uh, put the links up on a new Instagram and all this stuff? And then uh, lastly, which is probably my actual favorite part, is the marketing. How do you, you get an audience now? And it's funny because one thing I did learn from that was like, not everybody loves the quality of the show. What I mean by that is my first couple of videos got like over 500k views on TikTok and Instagram. Yet my newer, not most recent videos, but kind of like a couple months ago, the quality of the production is much higher because I've learned how to edit better, especially on like those shorts and reels and TikToks. Mm -hmm. And I don't get as much views on those <laughs> for some reason. And so it's funny because it's really hard to really build the community around the algorithm. What you have to do is stay true to yourself. And so that that's one thing that I, I definitely have learned when I started. But that that came along a lot before the desire to inspire studios. Okay. Interesting. I mean, your your pathway is a bit different from ours, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but in a way similar. And let me explain why. But first, really inspired by how you started. Thank you. Um, you have the courage to take a step forward and go with it is you already you go, you did it. Thank you. Right. That's like the hardest step, in my personal opinion, is taking that step of like I'm doing this and you're doing it. Yeah. And then all the other stuff. Well, it's a journey that you're going to go through. Our Tay was already established mm -hmm. for us before we joined. Before really? we joined, yeah. um, we're not the first host. We're not the first host at all. Uh, so really? Douglas, our executive director, he had another show, um, which Javier and I I co-produce or yeah, system with him, and it's called Cuerpo Corazón Comunidad. That is the signature like show of a multicultural center of Marin and it's in Spanish and we get a lot of funding for that show but they wanted to do one in English and and for the youth and that's where Tay came in and Tay stands for traditional age youth um, and that was established what four years ago if I'm correct five, four. almost five years ago wow. and that actually almost six years ago and they had different um hosts on there but then this kind of last depending on 
if you stay, because a lot of our hosts end up going to college. Mm-hmm. They end up leaving yeah. Marin County. Um, we all have different stories on how we got to Tay, um, but I think... Actually, ours is similar. <laughs> yeah, we did an internship here with yeah. MCM. It's called oh, Presente, okay. mm-hmm. and that's a leadership uh, internship that you do for a certain amount, like six... I did it for a year. Yeah, it's either six months or a year, and they still offer that program actually. And you get like what one you get money for for participating for each semester. Yeah, so it was a good opportunity. I did this when I was in in NTL, so we got that, and then we joined in through. They did an interview-ish kind of. Yeah. They just talk to you and see, and then they're like, you're the perfect fit. Oh. So then that's kind of how we got into that. There's a whole backstory to it. But mm-hmm. point cool. is, that's how we got here. And then over the past two, three years, we've been really transitioning and making it what it is today. And we still have a lot way, a long way to go. Um, but you see, that was set for us in a way. In a way, we didn't get to choose. I mean, in a way, okay, like a year ago, like, this set we've had this setup since like um june probably but before like a year ago a full yeah like more than a year ago we were located somewhere else mm-hmm. down but in canal uh towards like target and home depot and that setup was like way different this is such an upgrade compared to that if you look at our old videos you can yeah. tell the difference like the mics the headphones all of this is like new new yeah. it was such a small space too oh, yeah, it was really so small. it was like it was like we're all like so crammed and like here it's like a bigger space so in a way like we did like upgrade i like how you guys kind of made it your own almost now yeah i I recognize you guys with this brand which is pretty cool oh that's awesome thank you i mean one of the the biggest things that i'm very grateful with douglas um who's a huge part of making this happen is the freedom that he gives us Mm -hmm. he's never on top of us on like this is this is the show you have to do he said this is your studio use it Use it to do something. And so all the shows, everything, it's run by us. And Um, we we plan it all out, what we want to talk about. Yeah. And one of our biggest goals, like you said, I think that's where they set that for us, the transitional age youth. And then we're figuring out and putting our own spark. And it's not just one person. It's like Javier, Kim, and and Annalie, who's not here. She's in Guatemala, who's our other host. She's the one who's been here the longest. Yeah. Um, But putting a little bit of spark in in what we all kind of have because we all are in different fields. Um, Javier is really good with studio, I mean, like audio work. Um, mine are like cameras. Kim is very energetic. <laughs> she has a, no, everybody has their own little thing and, yeah. and we all bring in different guests to see what works. Um, so I, I mentioned what Tay stands for. Mm-hmm. Why did you choose the name Powerhouse? So I chose Powerhouse because it, it's kind of cliche, but it's true. It's It stands for, you know, when you look at colleges, right, and they refer to Powerhouse colleges, it's like the colleges that, or even Powerhouse programs in general, it refers to, you know, you take something and you create and you add to it and you make it more strong, more br- resilient, and um, you just make it that much better. And so I think that's kind of what I stand for in terms of just something that's professional, something that's just trying to be better in general. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that's what my brand kind of is. It's a little bit different from my mission, whereas like my mission with Powerhouse in general, more so with the podcast, but it's it's to create curiosity within like younger generations Mm. and to do that with, you know, media storytelling 
and then as like a voice of almost like a voice of encouragement and good within our community here. And so with that is kind of what kind of what I came up with. But what I remember from when I came up with the name is, is when I heard the word powerhouse and it just it just stuck. It, it was like something that I knew, like this is what it's going to be. Well, you answered my my following question, which was what was your goal? But you kind of summed up that that with what you said. There, there's a like part of the. So the mission and the vision are a little different because okay. what the vision is, and I would say that's probably my goal, is is to create an educational company that's universal and accessible to everybody. Uh, mm-hmm. How I'm going to get there, I'm still working on it, but that's kind of what the end vision or the end goal is. is okay. For me. That's good. Um, what are you currently, like, what are your platforms for your podcast? So I'm currently on, long form is Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. I'd recommend Spotify for anybody because you can see the video and hear the audio at the same time, which is pretty cool. And then for, like, short form stuff, I'm on TikTok, YouTube Shorts, um, Instagram, and yeah. Mm. What has been the most challenging uh, thing about running your podcast? Not stopping. I think not stopping is very hard because there's times like I remember times where late at night I was like editing, struggling to kind of fix one little line on the logo on Photoshop and I did not know how to do it. And it just took me like I think it was like two in the morning and I was still like hunched over on my computer, little laptop. And I was like, I cannot do this. And I didn't stop. And Next morning, I kept working on it, and you can't see it now on the logo because I changed the whole ass logo. Sorry if I can't curse. Um, <laughs> I changed the whole logo, and the one thing that stuck with me throughout that whole thing was I didn't stop. You know, there's times where I remember I was waiting for a whole podcast to upload. I think it was like six hours for the whole thing to upload, and so I slept. Oh, wow. and I ended up sleeping. And the next morning, I woke up, and it was finally uploaded, and I was like, well, at least it worked. You know, thank God. Mm-hmm. And so just not stopping. What I realized is you can... It's like a shark swimming in the water. They say it's, you know, as soon as the shark stops swimming, it dies because it needs that airflow or the water flow to get oxygen into its gills. And so that's kind of how I see it. It's like as soon as you stop, that's kind of when you're done. It's, it's, it's over essentially. And so not stopping, I would say, is the hardest part, but it's also the most rewarding part. What have you learned from that, that part of under, the not stopping part? It's just about drive. It's, you know, again, Jim Ron, I'm going to quote him again. He says, you never are supposed to wish for life to be easier. You're supposed to wish for you to be better. And so it's that internal fire that burns within you to be better. It's like you don't realize how much you can achieve until you want something so bad. And I've realized within the last six months, I've achieved so much just because of the amount of uncomfortable positions I put myself in, but also that self-motivation within myself. There's no one else that's going to motivate you. It's literally all from within. And so mm-hmm. that's kind of why I do the podcast because I want to be able to, at least if I have to speak to someone, if I can speak to any little kid out there that hears a story from me and they get a little bit of inspiration, that's fine. You know, I grew up with, when my dad passed away in 2010, uh, he got in a horrible car accident, a uh, drunk driver, victim of a driving accident. He crossed the street and he ended up passing away because they ended up veering off the street and hitting him. And mm-hmm. what stuck with me from him was having a positive attitude. And so when I was a kid, I always had a positive attitude. And I remember what crushed all of that was when I was in second grade, I believe. Uh, they asked me, what do you want to be when you're older? And it was an assignment for for a class. And I said, I want to be a professional soccer player. And the teacher said, you can't do that. That's not a career. It's not a real career. And I was devastated. I was crushed. And just a couple months uh, ago, I was doing a training with uh, Powerhouse Athletics. We were doing, um, I do like a lot of one-on-ones and group sessions with kids. We train soccer. And 
I had this kid and he's a goalkeeper. I'm like, what do you want to be when you grow, when you grow up? And he's like, I want to be a professional soccer player. And I said, say it again. And so he said it again. I'm like, say it one more time. And so he said it again. And then I told him, next time someone says that to you, say, I will be a professional soccer player and you must say it with confidence. And he was like a little bit like shy when I said that to him. But what I was trying to teach him was that if you say you will do something, you don't have an excuse to give up. You have no excuses. But the moment you say you want something, you kind of are giving yourself a little bit of leverage to kind of get away from it, make excuses, kind of don't have to mm -hmm. do it. And so part of that, again, was me trying to inspire him to actually achieve his dreams, kind of like the opposite of what my second grade teacher did. And so all of those things kind of came about through the podcast and through essentially motivating myself and, you know, motivating others as a result of that. Mm, that's interesting. I like that. I like the way you like word things. <laughs> like, I need to learn from that. It's but, storytelling. You yeah. got to learn how to do storytelling. It's, I need to. It's powerful. It's improving slowly. <laughs> um, um, my, I have a, a question. Oh, wait, it just left my brain. Can I add something? Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Go ahead. First, I'm sorry to hear about your dad, but I love how you, you. you use that as a more of a um a fuel to push you forward definitely and i i um I, i'm gonna connect with your story when i was in tl they asked me what i wanted to do and i said i wanted to be an artist meaning i wanted to you to to do storytelling through photography and videography nice. every teacher would tell me that how, how are you going to pay your bills with that wow. the only person who believed in my dream was Mr. Stenberg, which you know of him. Um, and I told him I want to be a photographer, an artist. That was my dream. And it still is my dream. And I remember him saying something similar. That doesn't matter. You don't need to go to college. You, you, there's so many roads that you can take to be successful. There's not one road. And that stuck with me. So you having that drive and, and to continue moving forward and realizing, you know, what's challenging for me for the podcast is to not stop and realizing what you learn from it, it I think is amazing. For us, like I said, I'm kind of connecting the dots, seeing different things. We get paid, right? So we have to. That's that's like we have to. We're not thinking like we're not going to do one. Yeah. It's like this is our job. And so we continue every single week and we have to. But I think it is way harder when you're doing it on your own because it's that self discipline yeah i remember in avid we talk a lot about the like mm. the self like individual drive to do things and i think that is something when you do whether it's a podcast or or go any goal going to the gym it's you no one else is going to do it for you you're the one who's going to be doing it did you get your question this is like a totally different like topic in a way sure so i'm just gonna like switch the topic a little bit um I wanted you to talk about more to the audience, like what your podcast is about, because I kind of have an idea of like what you do. You do like interviews, right? Yeah. And like, I just want you to talk about just so they get it. So I have an interview style podcast. So you're right where I do interview people. Usually it's one-on-one -on -one, or it's been one-on-one -on -one, um, for every episode. And I interview a wide range of people from professionals to students to athletes to entrepreneurs creatives and everybody in between and i essentially just try to learn as much as possible it's almost like networking mm -hmm. but with uh, a purpose i would say and you kind of get a little bit more out of that and you get to share that 
Uh, I recently joined this networking group, BNI. Um, it's a North Bay networking group. And part of the requirement for that is uh, doing a one-on-one with any anyone in the group. And it's like a bunch of like bankers and real estate professionals and all that. And the reason I, uh, I bring that up is because it's kind of what I do already. I have one-on-ones with other people mm. and I, and I already do that. I ask them questions. I say, okay, like a lot of it is like, what were the challenges? Um, similar to the questions that you gave me, uh, pre-show, uh, you know, what were the, the wins, some of the wins, you know, what were some of the lessons you've learned? Uh, what were, you know, some stories that you've had? What is, um, you know, what does it take to do this? Uh, a lot of them are like, what are your goals in five, 10, 20 years? And so it's learning about people on a deeper level, not really surface level, because a lot of the stuff we see nowadays is surface level mm-hmm. level stuff. Uh, what I try to find is I try to find the deeper meaning within them, you know. Mm. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I've seen the little clips of it on Instagram, which, by the way, props to that. That's great marketing. I'm working on that with uh, all, all, our, all of our other shows. You have some pretty interesting um, guests. I recognize a lot of them. A lot of them gone to TL. I recognize Abraham. I think Abraham did karate with me growing up. I might be wrong on that. Um, <laughs> Abraham, um, I, I do recognize a lot of people on here. What is just to close off a little bit of the second half what is a a, someone you interviewed that has stuck with you that when they told you you're like man um or a story i would say uh two people Uh, i want to shout out two people right now uh the first one is eric cotton uh goalkeeper for uh university of pacific men's soccer he just recently was in an accident skateboarding accident he was hit by a car recently so god bless your soul bro i hope you're doing good uh, his story is incredible. He's really close to God. He's a man of God and he's he's doing really well. And I hope that he's recovering and I hope to see you back on the pitch soon. Uh, second guy that stuck with me was uh, David Garcia, a.k.a. Fearless Fitness. Shout out Fearless. Um, he's, again, an entrepreneur. Uh, he does a lot in the uh, fitness industry, uh, similar to Matty G, like you said. Um, but he's kind of moving more towards business right now. And he's He's insanely talented. He's such a hardworking individual and he's such a down to earth guy. Like he's so chill. Uh, When I first talked to him, I really admired his story. Um, He was like an overweight guy and he played soccer and then he went to college and played more soccer. But then he turned his life around, got into fitness, got into business. He's insanely talented when it comes to like networking and meeting people. He has an insane network. And I'm just a fan of his. Um, he has he started his own clothing line by himself and uh, with the help of his girlfriend. And he's incredibly successful when it comes to that. He's gone through a lot um, in terms of like life, but every day continues to push. And so he inspires me a lot. We, we recently started a new little business endeavor, G&G Marketing. So um, it's like about real estate, uh, social media management. And so we're working on that for this year uh, right now. But incredibly talented individual. Uh, I'm a fan of yours, bro. You know what I love is hearing how you're very um, open to meeting new people and and kind of saying, I'm learning from their struggles, from their wins, and using that to help you. And nowadays, it's really... It's really hard to do some that sometimes a lot of people get offended really easy and it's hard for people to be open. So the fact that you see a win in that, it's is super great because you're you're learning. It's good for you. One thing I'd like to say, and I don't mean to cut you off, but no, it's, it's, okay. uh, it's it's what I like to call tribal solidarity. And what that means is essentially you are within a group of other people and you guys share the same resources, the same results. And I believe the last one is the same reasons so 
it's like the the same reasons you have to live you guys all share the same thing resources right we're all here on earth we all have the same resources and results right so if you win i win if you lose i lose that's kind of the way i look at life in general and with mm -hmm. like an empathetic sort of point of view where i kind of want to analyze observe and understand other people and mm -hmm. if i could do that i don't necessarily need to agree but as long as i understand uh, it's all good yeah. and I hope I get the same from other people and, so and that's that is how you end the second half <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we're gonna come back. Uh, we're gonna play a, a short song by Ismael Lara who is a local artist here. It's called Walking Stars and we'll be right back With you by my side. Yeah, yeah in the whip, thinking of your smile and your perfect laugh, I know you're still alive Cause I feel present, see next to me with you on my side I'm indestructible, more powerful, I'm gonna make you proud Saying I don't wanna want south Face tracking through the gold, the gate, trying to get home a buy I know everything's gonna be alright This last week I seen you in my dream, and you said it's ain't bye You said don't shed no more tears, I just want you to know These sparkling tears contain cold memories and spark the projection from the fondest memories of my life Each tear's a flashback, each tear runs down my face like a halfback I celebrate them, this path I was meant for Pain and lessons, gifts from the heavens, no longer question They strain my bond, my sons, so we don't commit the same mistakes In the streets of cocaine, to transform darks to light We meant for, to help the spark they shine, I was made for I am king, gradual unconditional love is what evolved my wings This is how I flew out of eternal purgatory Changing my past to aviate to fly patterns Moving through the cosmos like the green lantern With you by my side, I'm afraid to fly With you by my side, I feel the urgency to truly live life With you by my side, I understand we don't ever really die We walk in stars destined to rise We rise Welcome back, guys. That was Ismael Lara. He is working on new stuff. I'm excited to hear, and hopefully we have him back on the show. Thank you, Eric, so far. I'm, I'm learning so much. Um, how are you feeling? I'm learning as well. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's it's awesome. This is a very different show than what we've had before, which is yeah. awesome. Um, I know you do have a guest here today, Um and I'm, I'm curious because you, you said you did soccer and I think I remember him from soccer, but you did soccer quite some time too. And now I'm connecting the dots. Um, and yeah, thank you so much for sharing all of all of that. It's been so good so far. Transitioning kind of into the Desire to Inspire Studios, what got you into there? Or do you want to explain kind of what Desire to Inspire Studios is? Yeah, sure. I can I can break it down. Um I started working with Desire to Inspire Studios um, three months ago. And so if you guys don't know oh, what okay. Desire to Inspire Studios is, we are essentially a nonprofit production studio located here in Marin County, California. I'm currently head of sales and marketing working with them. Uh, what I do is break down like the marketing internally and a little bit for our new kind of social media marketing production side of it. And so we work with a variety of different clients and we offer a variety of different services. Uh, the three kind of aspects that we kind of like to handle, or at least for now, our handling is the business and creative side of it. So what I mean by business and creative is uh, a lot of professionals or a lot of creatives come to us with projects. And an example of a project could be a product shoot. And so I can give you guys a quick story about the time when I was still an intern about two months ago uh, or three months ago, like in October, I believe. And we had a shoot in Belmarine Keys. If you guys aren't familiar with Belmarine Keys, it's a little community out here in like northern Nevada, uh, right on like the lagoon. They, I think the average asking price for a house right now is like $2 million out there. So it's very expensive, really nice community. And uh, I met this dude uh, named Bill 
And he's the CEO of a local company here named Cork Pops. And what Cork's, Cork Pops is, is they make a lot of different uh, alcohol products. One of the products we were shooting that day was a little tequila glass that uh, is made out of like aluminum or tin. And you put it in the freezer. And when you take it out, it gives you like a nice cold tequila shot, which is pretty cool because who doesn't like that? And so uh, he took us to his house and his friend was there. And I guess he was going to have his uh, girlfriend, who was like a model, do like the shoot for us or, or model for us. And she was taking forever. And so he's like, yo, guys, like, why don't you guys come on my boat? And we're like, OK, you have a boat. And when I got to the house... It was this amazing mansion and we went on the boat and, you know, I, I never been on a boat before like that. And we were like, Vroom, and I was like, oh, my God, like I was almost leaving my seat. And it was it was a lot of fun. And we got back, we shot the shoot and we were in the car and my uh, mentor or director of videography, Cesar Cruz, who was also on my podcast. Uh, when he was driving away, I kind of looked at him and he seemed unfazed. And I was like, are you, you good? I'm like, that was really fun, wasn't it? And he's like, yeah, that's kind of what we kind of what we do. And the moment he said that, I kind of realized that this is what I signed up for. This is what it's going to be like. It's going to be essentially not a nine to five job. It's going to be something where I've never been in these types of situations, yet I'm really blessed to be here and just experience these things and do work in a totally different way. Mm -hmm. So what, you know, to add on to that a different way is we do nonprofit and educational work. And so uh, some of the companies that are partners we have uh, that are nonprofits are like ALS Foundation, Golden West Chapter. Uh, we've worked with Postpartum Support Services, uh, PPSC, which another quick story here, a uh, little tangent, but this one was eye-opening for me because PPSC essentially works with mothers who just had babies and they need a lot of help. And so one of the projects that we worked on was their diaper drive. And so we went to San Anselmo and uh, me and my team filmed uh, them giving away diapers to a lot of um, women in the community. And a lot of these women were Latinas and, La and Latino um, dads. And I was like, wow, like that's insane. I didn't know that this type of need was needed in our community. And when I was just there kind of watching all these moms get their stuff and I, I got the opportunity to interview them in Spanish. And it was really, it was really eye opening to see that because like I said, I grew up with a single mother and I can't believe that if she was ever in that position, like, the amount of help that these people provide. And so to be a part of that and to just, you know, at least do something in a little way, like record for their fundraiser was incredibly eye-opening and insightful for me because I've never been a part of something like that. I would have never been even close to being a part of something like that if I never joined a Desire to Inspire Studios. And so I was really grateful for that opportunity. There's a lot of work that they do and they're really amazing. Um, the last piece we do is event coverage. And so we're getting ready right now to work with ALS, uh, Golden West Chapters uh, annual gala. And so they're doing something next Friday on um, basically celebrating all the events that they've put on. And what ALS is, it's Lou Gehrig's disease, which is, um, uh, I think it's an autoimmune disease that affects a lot of uh, a lot of people worldwide. I think it's it's pretty popular, um, which is really horrible. But they basically put walks on, and we did a walk in East Bay, uh, Point Richmond, where they walked about a mile and they raised a ton of money for for this disease, which was really amazing to see. And so, again, being a part of things like that is just really is really amazing for me to be a part of these things because I've you know as a kid I never really did a lot of volunteering or anything like that, and so just to know that some of my work has an impact on other people's lives and then also to be there and interviewing them and actually getting on the ground and talking to these people is amazing. It's, it's really amazing to hear the stories. I think one thing that I really love is the storytelling aspect of it and mm -hmm. to capture that is, is really, it's really nice. Mm -hmm. 
That that is very inspirational because I love when there are organizations that are doing those type of things, the diaper thing. It just reminded me because um, I I volunteer. I've been volunteering with MCM for the food pantry, and nice. there's someone there, Lindsay, who she actually fundraises money or gathers diapers for people in the canal community, and she mm-hmm. gives it out to them, which it just reminded me of that. She does that, like, all on her own, which is super inspiring, and she's yeah. been doing that for years and the need and a lot of people i work with like in the front area usually and a lot of people come up and they say do you guys have diapers because they know that she does that yeah and it's just like it's just like wow like i don't know i don't know but yeah (laughs) you get um again shout out to kim always she's very she's 17 years old she's doing a lot um just to kind of tie in what you're doing she um just started uh fundraising and gathering um essential items for homeless and she's been working on that and giving it away so very proud of her so she's very into community work Mm -hmm. so i think one of the things when it you we talk about community and and helping there's so many ways there's the people who show up and actually give away the diapers the people who do the fundraiser um the fundraising and there's the people who are filming yeah. So that is gets out. That word gets out. Now, especially now nowadays, it's everything is social media, video, photos. Not much flyers, and mm-hmm. as back in the day, um, do you want to ask the next question? You, <laughs> I'm not sure what the next. <laughs> okay. <question is. laughs> um, one thing. So, Desired Inspired Studios. I interviewed Trevor. Is that his name? Yeah, Trevor. I did an interview with Trevor. He was very um, kind and gave me an interview. I was on a mission to to find someone who was in the field that I was interested for AVID. It nice. was a, our final. And Mr. Stenberg said, find someone that is in the field that you are in and go ask him the questions that you have. Yeah. And so we, I shoot an email and his assistant answered and he gave me supposedly a 30 minute interview, but it lasted way longer. And yeah. he was just spilling every possible thing that I want needed to hear. Um, and I was supposed to get an internship there, mm-hmm. but I ended up not going that route. I ended up doing something else. So one of the questions that we have is, are there any opportunities for people to get involved hundred percent. Yeah. Everybody, anybody can get involved with us. We have a hundred hour internship program. It is not paid, but you, oh my God, I can't even begin to start to speak about the amount of value that you get from this internship. Can you talk more about it? Just, we have youth involved and, or not involved, who listen to our shows and we try to find opportunities and do that networking that you're talking about. Yeah. Oh my, yeah. You guys should definitely get involved. You guys are out there watching. I know if you're watching right now, you're a leader in the, in the community, if you're watching the show already. So definitely just take action. So our internship program is 100 hours and essentially how there's two ways it goes because we're kind of revamping it right now into a curriculum where you basically learn the basics of everything we do but tailored towards your interests right so me at the time i didn't know i was interested in necessarily marketing and social media and all that stuff i was more so like they asked me like okay what do you like and i'm like hmm I enjoy podcasting, I enjoy editing the podcast, and I enjoy posting them and filming them. And so I kind of knew about 
a little bit of everything, but more so I have people coming to me and saying like, I, I want to learn how to screenwrite. And so we're preparing maybe a screenwriting curriculum. Uh, we're also preparing, you know, a basic videography curriculum. We're preparing, you know, you can do stuff like how to run the business, right? When I first joined, I was really curious about like how the operations of the day-to-day -day business like went, you know, like payroll and, you know, my mom's a bookkeeper. So I have a background in background in accounting and so i was like maybe i'll see what how they do their accounting you know and so there's something for everybody it's more so about what you want and like i spoke about earlier is how badly you want it and if you're gonna ask for it i mm -hmm. think if you ask for it trevor is an amazing person shout out trevor henley you are literally amazing and he helped me so much with with everything and then not only trevor but the whole team raw chris justin Kristen, christina cesar everybody and so every they just they just come to you with open arms and and they're really accepting of who you are and what you want to do but also they challenge you to be better and it's more so about yourself i don't recommend well i do recommend this uh, internship for everybody and anybody, but I do recommend that you also go to this internship program with the ability or at least the interest in working hard, being timely, and being willing to learn. If you have those three things in your arsenal and your little toolkit, you will be fine because there's something for you. Um, it's it's tough because we get a lot of um, a lot of kids who don't necessarily have like uh, really open schedules, but we make time for everybody. If if you have even an hour a week or an hour a month, we'll still make time for you. And so there's so much to learn and and so much we're working on right now. I'm not sure how much I can say, but uh, I can say this that we are working with Dominican University and Tam High School's Bridge the Gap program, and we're doing a partnership with them in order to tell the story of the oral history within Marin City, which is a pretty underrepresented and underprivileged community here in Marin and the whole entire Marin County. And so we're going to be working with them and, and filming the youth, interview the uh, older older people as like living history because they are a part of the history um, and, they're, and they're still here to tell the stories. And again, that's going to be a major theme throughout this episode is like the storytelling aspect of it mm -hmm. uh, because those, those stories are going to be incredibly valuable. So that's one of our uh, major projects. It's not open to like the public. It's more so for the Dominican and the TAM students. But we are working on like an application where you can basically download the Desire to Inspire Studios app and then watch all of our programming. Uh, for now, though, you can go to YouTube. Our video is probably dropping in about an hour from now. So at 6 p.m. are the 10 video videography essentials that are dropping. So stay tuned for that one, guys. Mm. Um, as okay, as a youth, I kind of want to ask questions about yeah. the internship that yeah. came to mind. The first one is where is it located? Because sometimes, like when you're my age, like some people don't have cars, and so yeah. it's uh, we're right on Mitchell Boulevard, right by uh, McKinnis Golf Course, or um, do you Lucas know? Valley? Yeah, Lucas Valley Road. Okay. Yeah, right there. Oh. So we're we're really oh, close that's by. That's pretty close. Okay, yeah. and then my other question was. What's the process of getting into the internship? Because I've done a lot of internships a lot of time. Like you have to be interviewed and like not everyone gets accepted. How does oh, that work? Oh, I think our acceptance rate is like 100%. Like oh. we don't discriminate against anybody. Uh, as long as you have time to show up, mm -hmm. uh, all it is is uh, we get your contact information or you can sign up through a link in our bio on our Instagram page or on our YouTube videos. Those links are everywhere uh, through our link tree. And you just sign up. Uh, you just tell us a little bit about you, your situation, and your interests. Those are the three most important things that we kind of want from you. And then uh, we work out, you know, there is an interview process, but it's more so to get to know you and to kind of understand where you're coming from, like I said, what your situation is. And 
what your interests are like what do you what are you interested in um you know well, what are you interested in me yeah uh i'm going into the medical field i'm into medicine okay. <laughs> but <Okay>. she's <laughs> i'm asking just so like in yeah, case yeah. someone knows but i'm also interested in like business type mm-hmm. in a way like um as a side i do want to like i have a fitness account mm-hmm. and i want to in the future not oh, yeah. right now like put that into like make money off of it and go Definitely. into like all that but not necessarily like right now i feel like i'm, yeah. a, I'm 17 i i got time <laughs> she's like i got time <laughs> um well that's when i first went in there they were working on what you guys are doing right now i think that was uh, mm. trevor mentioned that a lot when we were talking um he's a very wise and very inspirational guy for sure. Thank you for all of that information and to everyone out there. Um, hopefully we can put out their website on the comments down below to be able to guide everyone there. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, we have, wow, time flies. We have like 10 minutes. Um, do you want to ask the next question? Or Yes. <laughs> okay. I got the question now. That's okay. The wrong part. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what is one thing? What is one thing that has not changed about you since high school? Again, I would say like, I would say my empathy towards other people, um, more specifically, like I said before, like understanding people, I think that like communal aspect, like that tribal solidarity where when I was a kid, I remember like if something bad happened to another kid, I would feel really bad for them. And then like if some kid had like won an award, I would feel really happy for them. And so till this day, I don't think that's really changed even since high school and, and now into college. I just feel like a lot of people especially nowadays and especially within our community it's very tough to see that gratitude and that empathy and i just don't want to waste my time you know feeling not bad but necessarily uh judging or prejudging or being prejudiced uh towards other people and so you know really understanding and and putting the work in to actually understand again observe and analyze other people's situations is something that just I guess I was raised, um, you know, my tradition, culture and family really just shaped me uh, to believing and having those beliefs. Uh, So that's something that's just never changed within me. I've always kind of had that ingrained into me. I have a question. So you're a first gen, correct? Correct. Correct. What? Because I know we have a lot of first gens um, who are part of our community and a lot of us have a hard time. It's a different challenge that we face than than our other peers that have a little bit more of a they have other challenges. And ours is usually language. Um, A lot of us have are under um, grew up under, you know, under the what's it called? Uh, Under served, underserved communities and and being the first gen, you don't know. A lot of things like you ask your mom or your dad and they're like, I'm, I would love to help you, but I f- literally can't. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're going to college. You got a lot of things going on for you. I want to know a little bit of uh, what what has got you through that. Again, I think it's the self-motivation part of it and the self-education part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of it comes from within. And so the self-education or sorry, the self-motivation is more about like you said, discipline about just doing what you need to do rather than what you want to do. And that is, at least for me, 
I, I would think for other people as well, something that you kind of know within yourself. You know what you should be doing. You know you should be going to the gym, eating healthier, uh, studying or getting the job or, you know, applications and all that stuff. You know what you need to do. But a lot of it is you don't know what it is or, you know, what I mean by that is like you don't necessarily you're not educating yourself upon those topics. And so a lot of it is having the motivation to actually educate yourself and then once you educate yourself you have you got to have motivation to actually act upon it and, and take action and so for me a lot of it i didn't start doing any of this stuff until probably 2019 once the pan or 2020 once the pandemic hit that's when i kind of switched things up because i was in such a low point in my life that i i couldn't stand to be at that point anymore and so there was two options for me it was either stay here and get worse or just you know pedal to the metal go as fast as i can and try to get as good or better as I can. And so that's kind of what it was for me. And again, that's why I do what I do. I want people to reach out to me if they need anything, right? If they have questions about college, how do I go to college? What's the college apps? You know, my cousin, she recently uh, applied to Contra Costa Community College. I believe she's uh, she's supposed to be a sophomore, but she dropped or she took a semester or a year off and she didn't know. She doesn't know how to do applications. She doesn't have resources like I did, like 10,000 degrees and Avid like we did. And so what I took upon myself is to teach her those things. And so anybody can do it. You just have to find the resources. I know 10,000 degrees is amazing. If you guys aren't familiar with 10,000 degrees, they're a, an amazing college prep program that will help you from literally A to Z. And it's just about doing the little things and pushing yourself to kind of get through the application process, you know, read the whole website, just make sure you're looking in the right places. And a lot of it is tough, you know, with the language barrier, for example, um, that is something that is tough. But that's why we have, you know, resources like the Multicultural Center here in Marin, where you can kind of ask people for help, but it doesn't happen just like that. You have to actually do it. Mm -hmm. And so the action part is the most important, is the most important piece. You kind of have to, what they say is you have to protect your values and there's always going to be people attacking the good. And so what that good is essentially is your ability to to advocate for yourself and to self-educate and to go out and actually chase those things. And if you want them that bad, you will do them. I'm not going to lie. It's not easy, though. You know, it's not easy to give up the Netflix, you know, the Gucci shoes and the Prada bags and all that <laughs> stuff. It's, it's not easy. It really isn't. But if you want, you know, the end goal to be what it's going to be, you have to give those things up. Thank you for sharing. I think as a key part that I learned through Avid, it was that there are resources out there. You just got to look for them. And as much as it's hard, it's not impossible. Right. And you going to college, you know, especially with your, your mom being a single mother, going to college, you you finding your own path is very important. And as a first gen, there's a lot of challenges that we all share in common and supporting one another is key. Um, like you said, your cousin didn't know, but you know how to do it. So doing the same thing, those little things, helping one another, because we do have the common, what you mentioned, we have the common goal of mm -hmm. pushing forward and, and have, living better. Mm -hmm. um, Where you have five minutes left. <laughs> We have a lot of a lot of questions left, which we're I don't we're not gonna get through. But I feel like you can go. I feel like the last question for you, a closing thought, is what message which would, would you want to tell youth that are that wanna be involved in arts or like whatever they wanna do, their mm -hmm. dreams, what advice would you give them or message? Just go out and do it, honestly. Um really, really focus on 
learning how to do it and learning what it is you want to do. And as long as you're learning, continuously being curious, I think curiosity is one of the virtues of life, like just learning and having a, they call it like a childlike curiosity because children have hundreds of thousands of questions. And just when you think you've gotten to the last one, they have hundreds of thousands more, right? And so that's kind of what you have to be like. That's, you have to ask those questions and really dig deep into what you want to learn and, and, to you guys listening out there and to you guys here, you can achieve it. I know you guys can. We have a special group of people here. You guys are amazing. And those of you guys listening, again, same with you guys. And so you just have to be able to actually go and do it. Get out of your comfort zone a little bit. It's not going to be easy, but you either, you know, start today or tomorrow or you don't start at all. And so it's it's about, you know, going to sleep tonight and waking up tomorrow and you can decide to change or not. And so that's that's kind of what it's like. That's to put it plain and simply that that's what it is. I like that. You inspire me as well. <laughs> just uh, just like literally off of just this show that I'm interacting with you, you inspire me. Thank you very much. I hope you achieve your dreams. And that really means a lot. I really Thank appreciate you. you for that. Thank you. I have a follow up question. What are good podcasts you recommend? Um, I don't know, inspirational motivation that is like you're listening to right now. That's a great question. I've been listening to the PBD show by Patrick Bet David. I re really recommend that, especially the most recent episode with uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, astrophysicist. I don't know if you guys uh, heard of him. Um, Joe Rogan, obviously. Andrew Schultz, which is uh, he's a comedian, really funny podcast, more entertaining, more uplifting. Um, the Wealthy Way podcast with Ryan Pineda talked about real estate investing. I would say the Powerhouse podcast with Eric Garcia. No <laughs> doubt. Um, yeah. Well, thank you so much. We are at the end of our show. I do want to thank both of you for for being here, and especially Eric, for taking your time and coming all the way down here. I'm glad you got to see our studio. Yeah. And hopefully we can continue having you on the show and, and working together. I think there's definitely a group of very... Um, hungry people here hungry yeah. for a better future hungry to inspire and and do a difference Definitely. right because we're here for for that yeah. um that is the end of our show we want to invite you all to follow the power powerhouse podcast on instagram tiktok and join us for next week we will have I don't know if Annalie will be back. Hopefully she will. But we'll have her back. And yeah, have a wonderful Friday.